I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Hey guys, welcome back to the Working Gals Guide podcast. And you know the deal. I'm here to interview people in all different careers, all different industries, and chat about their journey and how they got there. I'm really here to help you get inspired and really help you find your dream job as well. So welcome to our podcast and thanks for tuning in. Hello, hello. Hey, gals. Welcome back to another episode of Working Gals Guide. I am so excited for today's guest, as I always am. As you've probably noticed, I love all my guests that come on. Um, But today's guest is um, Charlene Hugh, and she's actually an old friend of mine who I knew from way, way, way back in the day. We actually met each other when we were pretty young. Um, We must have been about, I want to say, six or seven or maybe eight years old when we met. And so I've known Charlene for a very long time, but more so in an athletic capacity. We used to swim together on the same team and actually for a bit as well on opposing teams as well. Um, But that's a different story. Um, But yeah, so Charlene and I have known each other for a long time. And of course, we've grown up together. And now she's pursuing a, a career in UX design. So beyond UX design, she's also done different careers as well, such as graphic design jobs. She's worked for companies like Samsung, you know, those big enterprise companies, but she's also worked at medium-sized companies and as well alongside that now at a startup where she's the only UX designer on her team. So she does talk about that, all those different experiences that she's had. She also talks about what UX design is because it is a topic that maybe not everyone knows if you aren't coming from that world. And she also talks about the different types of skills that someone might want to need if they are going into UX design. So stay tuned for all of that and all those details. She also gives us an overview of what a design portfolio it is. And I know a lot of people listening today are probably thinking, hey, this sounds interesting to me. I want to go into graphic design. I want to go into UX design, but what is a portfolio? So Charlene gives those details as well and how to actually build up your portfolio portfolio for yourself. Today's episode is a good one and Charlene does have a lot to say about her job and how much she loves it. So it's going to be a good one. Before we do hop into it though, I am getting a lot of questions um, regarding my job and if I'm still working during these crazy quarantine times. And the answer is, yes, I am. I'm still working my nine to five, although the hours aren't quite nine to five. Sometimes they're more like six to five, um, as in 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. And sometimes they're more like 7.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. So the, the hours very much vary depending on the day. And 
that really just does come with the nature of my job. It's always been like that since I've started with this company. Um, I'm very lucky that I still have my job into these crazy quarantine times. Um, my company luckily does have a good product and service that is um, really conducive to other businesses and teams working from home. So we have been able to survive um, thus far and are actually thriving, which is amazing. Um, and yes, I do feel very, very lucky because I know a lot of people are not in the same boat as me. But yes, to answer all those questions I'm getting, I am currently still working crazy hours. I'm working from home in my family house. My dad is also working from home. So we're kind of sitting in our separate little areas of the house all day long. He has his own office and I have set up shop in my room because previously I never worked from home and had to kind of make my own area for myself. Now, I know they always say don't, you know, sleep in the same area that you're working that you're going to be doing everything in. Try to separate it if you can. Again, luckily, we do live in a big house, so I am able to move around quite a bit during the day, whether that be going downstairs from my room and just hanging out in the kitchen for a bit or the living room or the family room, turn on the fire for a bit if it's a cold Vancouver day and then go back into my room and do some work there as well. So I've been able to migrate around and kind of make sure I am being productive throughout the day. Um, I have been actually very productive since quarantine has started, I was actually the biggest proponent um, against, actually, I don't even know if proponent's the right word, but I was the biggest person saying I did not want to work from home because I thought I would not be productive at home. I was so used to getting up in the morning, getting dressed. I loved looking a certain way when I was getting dressed to work. And I felt like the way I was dressing was very professional. It made me get into that professional work, career-driven mindset. I would make my way to work and I loved being in the office, being surrounded by my coworkers. I love being able to turn my head and swivel my chair and just say, hey, you know, ask a question to one of my coworkers or my boss and whoever else was actually in the office as well. And I love the small talk that you have with other people as well in the kitchen and just around the office as well. I missed all of that so much. Um, but yeah, so with that being said, I was very much against working from home. The other part of that the part that I was very nervous about was that at work, I did have two big desktop screens um, as well as a laptop. So I technically had three different screens to work on. And that was very helpful with the type of work I'm doing. Um, just kind of the nature of the work I'm doing. It's good to have a large layout, a lot of screens going on. Working from home, the transition was no big desktops. I only had my one small laptop. So that was also something I was very nervous about. Um, but needless to say, the first couple of weeks were definitely difficult. But going into, I think it's like week, I want to say six or seven in quarantine now and working from home, I'm doing one billion times better and I'm actually thriving. I feel much more productive. And I think the reason I do feel more productive is because A, I don't have the stress of actually getting up in the morning, getting dressed and transiting to work. It used to take me about two hours round trip to get to work and come home. So I'm actually saving a lot of time right there. And as anyone knows who is taking public transit, it can be very exhausting at times. So I'm saving a lot of energy in that uh, sense right there. But then also alongside that, um, when I was working from the office, I would seldom get out for fresh air, sometimes only once at lunch or one time for like a coffee break, just kind of hop out for a few minutes, go for a walk. And of course, I was all dressed up in my heels and everything. So going for a walk was very slow and just kind of a measly kind of walk, whereas now I'm able to actually go in the morning and go for like a walk, go for a run um, and just kind of break up my day a lot more. 
So now I'm actually finding myself going out, I would say at least two times a day, sometimes a little bit more, not going out for insane amounts of times. Sometimes it's like 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Other times it is longer. I'll go for like an hour and a half walk around the neighborhood. Um, But yeah, so I think getting a lot of fresh air and getting more exercise has definitely helped me quite a bit. So these quarantine times have been difficult in some ways, but a lot of blessings have come from it as well. Big quarantine realization, I can work from home. It is possible. Yes, I can. Uh, So that's a good thing uh, for sure. Um, I know everyone has a lot of questions about what I do for work. So I will be putting together an episode in the future where I do talk about more about what I do. Um, But as everyone knows that listens to this podcast, my mission here is not really to talk about myself. It's more so to put my guests um, in a place where they have a platform to share their message. So I know people still do have questions about me, so I am happy to answer any of those. Hopefully can also inspire people listening too. So we'll see about that and I'll get that put together soon enough. Um, But without further ado, I am so happy to introduce the episode. Again, I do have my friend Charlene Hugh, who is joining us today as a UX designer. All right. Hey, gals. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining. I have Charlene Hugh with me today. Hey, Char, how are you doing? Hey, Simran, how's it going? So good. Thanks for coming today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Shar, do you mind just introducing yourself? Tell us a little bit about you because I know you have a very cool story. Sure. So right now I'm working as what's called a user experience designer. And basically what that means in simple terms is I design apps and websites in a way that's super user-friendly or as user-friendly as possible and is designed in such a way to solve a particular problem of a particular target market. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I studied at Simon Fraser University. They have a program called Interactive Arts and Technology, super long name, but basically uh, they teach you kind of like a mixture of different types of design and different aspects of technology. So user experience was actually just one of the the segments or one of the parts of what they taught. Um, After that, well, while I was still studying, I did a couple internships. Um, One was for a medium-sized company. I worked as a user experience designer uh, working on an app for hospitals. And then the the second internship was at Samsung. And that one was mostly a, a visual design, graphic design kind of job. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. We're going to have to get into that Samsung internship because so cool that you worked at Samsung. It's amazing. Yeah, it was a really cool opportunity. I was really excited when they when they hired me. Of course, I would have been jumping up and down. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was pretty excited. Yeah. I think the one thing we didn't say is that we actually know each other. Like we're actually friends. Um, So everyone out there. We're actually friends. (laughs) We've known each other for how long now? Like it must have been like I want to say like 12 years, maybe longer. I think, maybe longer. Yeah, <laughs> maybe longer. Because I'm trying to think, like, I've been, yeah, you go, you go ahead and tell the story. <laughs> yeah, so both of us used to swim competitively for clubs in our city. So we live in Coquitlam, which is like by Vancouver in British Columbia in Canada. So we both swam for the same club when we were younger. And we must have met when we were about like, I want to say seven or eight or even younger than that. So I've known Charlene and her family for many, many years. And 
I mean, swimming is a very like intimate, very dedicated sport. So you get to know everyone very well on your team. And again, like you get to know the families very well as well. So I know Charlene's mom. And I mean, like we were together basically all summer, every single summer growing up for years. We actually used to compete against each other. So there's the fun fact. There's the fun fact. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) Yeah, like 50 meter breaststroke. I was always trying to beat you. Exactly. But then eventually you started focusing on on other events and you kind of moved away from from breaststroke, which was the only event that I focused on. So I was kind of like, oh, more opportunity for me there. (laughs) Yes, that's the one thing that I don't know if people realize about swimming unless you were a swimmer yourself, is that even though it is a team sport, like we were on the same team, like you still compete against one another. It's like if you watch the Olympics, like you can have like seven people from the United States in the same exact like event and they're all competing against one another. Like it's very similar in swimming. So it's weird because you form this bond and friendship with each other. And you want to work together and cheer for each other and like you love each other. But at the same time, you're like, but I want to beat this person so badly. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. But actually, sometimes we swim on relays together. True. That's a good point. Relays are definitely like that one thing that really bonds you together. Like you really come together for those. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we, we we go back. We have history, which is like really nice. And um, yeah, it's cool. So I want to get back to you though, enough about us together. Um, so in terms of being a UX designer, was that something that you wanted to do since a young age or was that more so something you figured out during school? So kind of a mix of both. Um, when I was younger, I was always into computers, technology. Um, like I used to draw things on the computer. Um, I, when I was in middle school, I taught myself how to code, like just the basics, but I taught myself enough to start building my own web pages. Um, And then, so by the time I got to high school, I sort of told myself like, okay, well, I want to work in something related to technology. And I know I like being creative and and making stuff. And so I kind of had in my mind, like, I want to be a web designer. Like that was what I had in mind. And so I started looking for universities that had some sort of web design program or something similar. And I looked at a few, but the one that ended up accepting me and then the one that I ended up going to was at SFU. And um, I chose that one because their their program had like one course about web design <laughs> yes, yeah. um but then it had all of this other stuff that looked interesting too and so I was like okay so I guess I'm, I'm gonna go to SFU and while I was at SFU that's where I was exposed to the bigger world of design um UX design and everything else and that's sort of the first time that I realized that okay like design can be so much more than just pushing pixels and writing some lines of code to mm-hmm. make a website, design can actually be about solving problems and and researching people's problems, empathizing with people, and trying to find like a smart solution to those problems. Right, that makes sense. And did your internships help you figure out that, yes, I really do want to do UX design, or was that something you already had in your mind? You're like, yes, I want to do this. I'm going to do it whether I enjoy my internships or not. Um, yeah, they definitely did help me to, to realize that it was something I indeed enjoyed. Cause I mean, even before the internships, I had an idea that I would like it, 
Yes. And so after the internships, they pretty much just confirmed that that I do like what I do. Yes, for sure. And would you say that the internships were like really, I I want to say like they were like part of like you growing as, um, of course, like the amazing US, UX designer you are today. Like, would you recommend for other people if they are interested in UX design to actually seek out internships and try to find them because it will enhance their university career? Yes, definitely. Especially in this kind of industry, it's it's so important to have a strong portfolio or some sort of experience or some sort of projects that you can show off when it comes time for for you to interview for a real job later on. And so, you know, internships are one great way to get that experience and also get good portfolio projects. Yeah, definitely. When you say portfolio projects, can those only come from work or can those come from school projects as well? So that's a really good question. So I would say it can come from anything, including school projects. Um, it could be, you know, it could be like a website you made for for a family member, maybe, or uh, a project that you did on your own. You know, maybe uh, some people like to re- uh, redesign existing apps or existing oh. websites. Like, um, if you go on on Google and search for like redesigns of things like like Spotify or Netflix, you know, people, creative people, have tried to you know, redesign it in a way that they think is better or or more intuitive or just different in some way. And people use that as portfolio pieces. Interesting. That's so cool. I wonder if like those companies like Netflix or like LinkedIn or like whoever people are trying to redesign, if actual UX designers and people like in relevant departments look at those redesigns and ever take any ideas from those. Yeah, actually, I don't know if that ever happens. That would be kind of interesting though. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's an interesting question. I wonder that too. (laughs) That's kind of cool. So for yourself though, like when you built out your portfolio, was it any redesigns or is it mostly just things that you um, kind of compiled from the actual internships that you did? So before, because to get my first internship, I did need some sort of portfolio already. Yeah. And so one of them did come from a school project. Uh, I'm just trying to think back and remember what I had on my portfolio back then. Uh, So one of them was definitely a school project. Um, It was this like app that we designed. We didn't code it. We didn't implement it for real or anything, but it was just like the concept and it had Mm -hmm. some, some screen designs and stuff like that. So there was that. Um, I had a website that I made for my brother um, because he's an artist actually. So I, I made his portfolio. (laughs) So his portfolio was on my portfolio. (laughs) That's kind of cool. Yeah. And then I think one other school project that I did, but it was a directed study. And that was like a website, kind of like a, a narrative, an interactive narrative that you could, um, you could go to this website and kind of like click through the story. And that was technically a personal project, but I got school credit for it. (laughs) Oh, amazing. That's cool. That's awesome. Cool. And in terms of, I just want to dive into this a bit deeper. Um, So when it comes to UX design, is it all a combination of, you know, computer science and knowing how to code and doing all of that? Or can you go into UX design, but more so be the designer part of it and not so much the comp side part of it? Like, do you have to know how to code? So no, you definitely don't need to know how to code. 
Uh, but if you do know how to code, that's like a bonus. Sorry, can you hear that track in the background? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I was like, this is gonna ruin it. Okay, I'll just, I'll just repeat that part a little. That part. Okay, the truck's done. <laughs> so you definitely don't need to know how to code, although that would be a bonus. But um, kind of like back to the question that you asked me at the beginning, you know, you don't necessarily need to be super technical to be a UX designer, because I find that each UX designer has their their strength. You know, some are really good at research, uh, some are really good at prototyping and user testing, and maybe some even do some coding. Um, but it kind of just depends on what your personal strengths and, and interests are. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. What, what was the rest of the question? <laughs> I think that was it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I guess UX designers exist out there where you're not like doing everything under the sun that constitutes UX design. You're more so specializing in one certain part of it. Like maybe you're storyboarding, maybe like you're simply just doing one part, but not the other. And would you say that's what you're doing currently? Like, are you focusing on one, one specific part of UX design right now? Or are you more so focusing on everything to do with UX design? So actually that's a, that's another interesting question. So it really depends where you work. So Right now, I'm working at a really tiny startup. We're literally five people, and I'm the only designer. And as the only designer, I do all of the work that's related to design. So everything from the preliminary research, like market research, all of that, all the way down to like designing actual screens. Um, however, for example, at Samsung, Samsung is a gigantic company yes. spread out all over the world. They have like so many offices. I don't even know how many they have. And so when you work at a company that's quite large, like Samsung, uh, your job tends to be more specialized and um, more specific. So at Samsung, I was a visual designer. And so basically, I mostly just did, uh, I, I changed some banners. So, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I changed some banner graphics that were on the website or I would make some icons, um, but there was like a specific team that did just research. There was a specific team that did just prototypes and a specific team that did just the, the visuals, you know, and then yes. you kind of work together and each team would sort of um, create the parts, like create their part and then submit it to, to the other teams that needed it. That makes sense. And are you happy that you got the experience of working at like a really big corporation like Samsung where maybe you were specializing in one thing more so than the other, but now kind of flipping that and now you're kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum doing really everything when it comes to UX design. Are you happy you had both those different experiences? Yeah, I am. I think it's cool that I got to experience both extremes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And not only was the company size a huge difference, but also the work environment was different because uh, currently I work remotely. So I work from home, whereas at Samsung, I worked in the office. And so I even got to experience that kind of difference. Interesting. So what do you like better? Like if you had to choose not company wise, but working remote versus working in the office, like what is your preference? Mm. I like both, to be honest, but if I had to choose, I would choose working from home just because, you know, it's more flexible and you you don't have to commute. 
Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. And in terms of working at a smaller company like you are right now, like how many people do you have on your team that are specifically doing UX design or are you the only one doing that? Yeah, so I'm the only one doing that right now. Oh, cool. Um, so is it cool yeah. to have like a lot of creative license, I guess, because it's like you kind of driving the force then? Yeah, so there's pros and cons. So that definitely is one of the pros is like, it's like, oh, like this is kind of my my chance to experiment and try a bunch of different designs. And it's really cool to have that sort of um, leadership opportunity and to be able to be to be leading such a cool project. Yes. But then the difficult part sometimes is that, you know, being the only designer can get lonely right. and you have no to bounce ideas off of, you know, or sometimes you think your ideas are great, but you know, you need a second opinion. And sure. sometimes those ideas aren't actually as great as you think. But without that second designer or a team of designers to kind of brainstorm with you and, and look at your work together, it's it's really hard to get that kind of feedback. For sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I guess it's good that you have experience under your belt. Like you have four years of school, of course, but then you also have a couple of internships to kind of boost that up as well. So you probably, you know, have a better idea of like what's working, what's not working. It might be harder for someone who's fresh out of school with maybe one or no internships whatsoever to try to land a role in a startup where you are going to be like a lead UX designer without that team to kind of riff off of as well. Yeah. And I think the other good thing about having a design team is that you learn from each other. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you learn a trick here and there, or you, you watch your coworkers, you see their, their strengths and you see how they do certain things better than how you do them. And it's just, it's, it's great to be able to learn from, from your peers. Yeah, that makes sense. And for yourself, what would you say is some of those soft skills that you need to be UX designer, not so much the technical part of it and the design part, but maybe some of the soft skills that are important that you've noticed in some of your colleagues where you're like, wow, like that makes them a really good UX designer. So people say this over and over again, but it's so true. Communication. Mm -hmm. Communication is really important. Um, as a designer, you know, whether it's um, it's selling your your designs and and presenting your designs to your teammates and trying to get them to understand your your thinking behind it, or even just the smallest thing, you know, like when you're talking on Slack to your coworkers and you need to to ask a question and you need to say it in a very clear way. I mean, you're you're always communicating with people and not only with your coworkers, but also sometimes with the the users or the customers. Mm -hmm. um, for example, in my case, I, since I'm doing the user research as well as the prototyping and everything, I actually talk to users directly and watch them as they're, they're using the app and things like that. And while I'm interviewing them, while I'm watching them try out the app, it's my job to be able to ask them good questions and to make them feel comfortable, you know, not feel like they're being tested or, or, you know, and just try to uh, guide the conversation and, and communicate in such a way that we can draw out really good insights from, from those research sessions. Yeah, for sure. And communication is one of those things, like you said, where like everyone says you have to have it as a skill. And it's so true because you use it in every single job, even as a student, even though like you're not in a job, you're a student, you still need to be able to communicate well, whether it's, um, you know, to your peers, 
to your group mates, to your teacher, to your TAs, literally everyone, you need communication all the time. It's crazy just how like important it really is. And I definitely noticed in my role as well, it's, it's so key. Like everyone I deal with, they need to be good communicators. And that's what makes them a good employee because it's like you said as well, not just about communicating the point, but how you communicate it. Like you want to be able to make them feel comfortable in your role, like you're saying. And same thing with any other role as well. Like I'm dealing with customers too. And a lot of it is understanding what type of person are they? Do they want me to talk more so directly to them, a little bit more straightforward? Or do they want me to be more so just like chit chat, like, you know, just kind of shooting the crap a little bit as well. So you have to be able to read the person and then adjust and be able to communicate with them based on that as well. Awesome. So in terms of, you know, what you do right now as well, like UX design, if there's someone out there who's listening and thinks, okay, UX design sounds cool to me, like what's your suggestion to them if they perhaps are in high school about to go into university or maybe are in university studying something that's not specifically UX design or web design or anything of that nature? What's your suggestion to them in terms of getting a foot in the door, even just testing it out to see if they like it and maybe want to pursue it a bit stronger? I would say, I mean, there's tons of resources online. Um, some UX designers are self-taught. Um, there's even like paid courses that you can do online. Um, and, you know, if you're just wanting to check it out and you're not really sure if you want to pay for a course yet, just go on YouTube, honestly, and just look up things like product design, um, UX design, obviously and just kind of look through what comes up. Uh, design thinking is another good keyword. And, you know, go through those videos and, and try to see if the kind of content that you're hearing is something that excites you and something that, that interests you. And if it is something that you want to dig into more, then I would recommend doing some sort of course. Um, I mean, if you're super self-disciplined, you know, maybe you can just kind of learn on your own without paying for a course. But personally, I think it would be better with some sort of formal education just because it's, you know, then you're sure to kind of cover all of the the basics and all the topics that you really need and and look for opportunities to to design stuff. So even if it's just like, like I said earlier, like a a redesign of something that exists already or, um, you know, a website that you can design for for friend or family member, or maybe a volunteer thing for a nonprofit, just little projects like that. And just try to see what you like. And, you know, while you're doing that kind of see, do you like things like coding? Or do you hate coding? And you really like graphic design and visuals and making things look really beautiful? Or, you know, maybe you're not very visually talented, but maybe you're really good with people and and interviewing people and, um, you know, listening to, to what people's problems are. And, you know, maybe in that case, you could focus more on you user research, instead of actually designing graphics and things like that. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. That's great advice too. And yeah, YouTube is really just like the best place to go. It's just like Googling everything that you think you might want to do. Like I know when I was kind of towards the end of my university career, I would say, I spent a lot of time Googling different jobs and just things like that and trying to figure out like a day in the life of and, um, you know, what does this role do day to day kind of deal just to figure out if I actually liked what I was thinking I wanted to pursue or not. So definitely Mm -hmm. super helpful in that sense. 
yeah. yeah. And if yeah. anyone's interested in um, prototyping and making apps or websites, uh, I recommend the software called Figma. It's a prototyping tool and it's free for individuals. Uh, you only need to pay for it if, if you're collaborating with more people or if you want like unlimited number of projects, things like that. But if you're just learning, it's the free version is more than enough. It's great. So check out Figma. Amazing. That's a great tip. I'll also put that in the show notes. So that way, in case you didn't get it or didn't write it down, it'll be there for you to find as well. Awesome. So Charlene, one last thing before we do go, actually two last things. Um, but the first last thing, um, in terms of the best advice you've ever been given for your professional career, what was that? Hmm. It's a tough question, I know. <laughs> yeah, let me think about it. Um, okay, yeah. I think when I was at Samsung, so it was a it was an internship, so I had um a supervisor like mentor who who basically mentored my entire time there. And Samsung being such a big company, I enjoyed it and everything, but it kind of got me thinking, like, I wonder if I would prefer working for a startup or something super, super new and, you know, intense and with a lot more um, variety rather than doing such a specific job every day. And my mentor told me, he was like, you know what, like now is the time to try these things. Like if you think you want to work for a startup, you should do that now. Because in the future, if you end up working for a company like Samsung or any kind of bigger company, yes. it, it becomes yes. harder to leave, you know? And so now that you're young and now that you're, you know, almost fresh out of university, you should like, you should do it now. That makes- so that's what I did. <laughs> I love that advice. Actually, um, a friend years and years ago gave me very similar advice. She's a bit older. She's a, I want to say like, six or seven years older. So she was working much before like I graduated or anything like that. But she said something very similar. She said, you know, like I've worked at a big company and I've worked at a startup. And I think it's a good thing to do when you're younger because you get that experience and you figure out what you like better. And even in general, if you want to try one job over another, one role over another, it's a great time when you're younger for the most part to try it out. And that way you kind of navigate those waters early on and you're not left wondering, you know, like five years into your career, hey, what would have happened if I tried this or that instead? So I love that advice. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, I just want to add that internships are amazing. Like, I don't know how it works in, in every region or country or, or school or whatever, but at least at SFU, all of the internships were paid. Yes. And so literally you're getting paid to like learn stuff you're getting paid to learn and that's amazing and you're just experimenting and you're seeing if you like it or not and because it's a short-term internship there's no commitment right and so worst case scenario you hate it and you never work at a similar job again you know and you still get paid that's the worst case scenario yes exactly and I love what you said internships are there for you to learn and you're getting paid while you learn it's the opposite of school (laughs) yeah it's like the same as school but you get paid (laughs) exactly plus I think they're actually more fun than school I honestly feel like you learn so much more on the job versus at school so yeah Uh exactly Exactly. All right. Well, Charlene, thank you so much for coming. I do want to make sure everyone can find you though. So let us know where they can find you, whether it's social media or I know you have your own website as well. 
Yeah, so my portfolio is charlenehugh.com and my Instagram is charhugh.design. So C-H-A-R-H-E-W dot design. Amazing. And I'll put that in the show notes again. So if anyone does want to go and find Charlene, you can definitely find that there if you didn't jot it down right away. Um, But Charlene, thank you so much for coming. It was amazing to chat with you and you shared so much great insight. So definitely enjoyed that. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. That was fun. Of course. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new bacon duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new pepperoni bacon duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle bacon duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.